A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Project Loving Myself podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. This has taken me um, a decade, and I'm still a work in progress. I'm still, you know finding my way and finding things that are that that work for me you're listening to project loving myself podcast a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love mental fortitude and self-discovery hosted by life designer and well-being coach sanaya gurnamal hi i'm sanaya gurnamal and this is the project loving myself podcast join me each week as we navigate through aha moments new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Hi, everyone. This is Sanaya Gurnamal, and you are listening to the Project Loving Myself podcast. On our last episode, I had invited Amanda Griffin Jacob to the podcast, and we had so much to talk about that I had to split that episode into two parts. So this is the second part of my conversation with Amanda. What you're going to hear is the second half of our conversation, and I hope you will enjoy it as much as I did. Honestly, this conversation with her could have gone on for another couple of hours. There was just so much to discuss and so many things that I was learning from her. So I really look forward to sharing this part of the episode with you. You know, it's it's something that's very, very horrible. It's very, it's dark. And, you know, one of the reasons that I'm so dedicated to bringing awareness and light to this topic an issue is because people turn away from it. And it's actually very difficult to get people <laughs> to be involved because at the at the very core of it, you, you start thinking about your own children. And, you know, it just brings up sort of these emotions. I think a lot of people, it's too much for them to bear. They just don't want to know. You know, they're just like, I don't want to know about that. That's something that um, is too horrifying and and and, and uh, disgusting to know about, but you know, these children really need us. So. Yeah. That's how they say, right. Ignorance is bliss, but it's not really, it's just, you know, ignorance is, is not okay. It's not an excuse. I think we, we owe it to, to our community, to our country to actually do something about it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So between all these things that you're doing with the advocacy, you know, the glamour mamas, which I know is a big, project in itself you know that's a big community to manage how do you get organized like what are your tips on managing time management organizing things I mean even with four children I can imagine each of them has a completely different schedule you know between classes and schools and activities and so on that's something that I'm starting to have to do a lot more of as my as both my children are now getting a little bit older so what tips can you share regarding that you already said my number one tip which is scheduling i mean 
my life is is sort of dictated by minute <laughs> all these things that i and i'm old school i write it down and i have you know i have a big whiteboard for the kids sort of schedules and i need to when i write it i i remember it better you know if i'm typing it into my phone i'm not going to remember it and you know we'll have all sorts of problems i really need to be organized and I'm very type A about it, and I, I and I love organizing, so it's not it's not that much of an issue for me. But that's that's my number one tip is just you have to be organized. I know some of my friends have Excel spreadsheets to organize their home life, which you know if you're if you're like that, that that will really work for you. I did that over yeah. lockdown. I created a spreadsheet because now that everything's online, you know I I put everything down and it's become so much easier to manage. So yeah, any tool <laughs> helps, right? Exactly. Yes. But I am, I, I do write things down too. I write everything down and I love like crossing it off. Like sometimes I write things down even after I've done them just to cross them off. Exactly. I, I put a little box beside each and I tick it off and there's something so satisfying about I'm like, okay, I've got that done. I've got that done. And you're looking at it going, you're, through your list and yeah, but that doesn't always work for everyone. But I, I think you need some kind of organization and schedule. You know, it, it goes back to my tenet of being prepared. prepared. Yeah, I <laughs> you need to be of, prepared. No, I'm getting kind of a feel for your personality. It's, you know, planning, organization, being prepared. Yeah. You know, you're doing your best to make sure that, you know, things are balanced. And so, you know, I think the more prepared you are, the more you can do. Well, you know, with so many with with so many kids, it's easy for things to fall through the cracks, you know, and and then that tends to upset the sort of you know dynamic and and environment in the house. So you know, I try and keep it as 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 balanced, maintain that balance as much as possible because everything else is you know so chaotic. Yeah, I can imagine. My friends are always joking because I am, I'm a planner and I love planning things way in advance. You know, I plan our, our, our family vacations years in advance. And so I've had to adapt, obviously, in this time now, because obviously all plans are now dashed and my friends are always make fun of me. What are you doing? Are you, uh, how are you handling this? <laughs> you know, are you still using your planner? I'm like, of course I'm still using my planner. <laughs> I'm just, you know, rejigged it and, 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 and figured out how to, how to make it work for me. How was it though? How was the, the quarantine, the lockdown for you? How are things right now in Singapore where you're, you know, you're calling from what's going on with that? So Singapore is actually okay. We have a big misconception about our numbers are big, but you know, they're, they're all the, you know, the, the, they were the foreign workers and they've been under quarantine. So actually community transmission is very low. Singapore had a snafu with this. I don't know how they dealt with the foreign workers. That's a different topic altogether, but the, what what the numbers that we look at are the community transmission because that's what affects us whether you're going to you know how many people within the community have it and it's quite low right now so you know we're living with restrictions um you know singapore is pretty militant about that limited to five people in group settings and uh, obviously masks everywhere but the lockdown was was hard for me you know mentally and emotionally i i i struggled a bit 
just with everything that was happening in the world. Whereas, you know, I think it, it really depended how you took it and what your personality is because my husband really relished the fact that he got to slow down. You know, he was, he was, he was at such a maddening pace and he, he was, you know, sort of burnt out and, and this really allowed him to reset. And, and so, and he's a very laid back kind of person. So he was just like, listen, you know, we're in a country where they're handling it well. You know, we trust the government. Everything is okay. Whereas me, I'm like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? You know, like our kids and they have to go to school with mass or they're doing this home-based learning. Like it was all a lot for me because I do like to be prepared and obviously was not prepared at all for this. So it, it kind of sent me into a bit of a tailspin. I'm okay now. I've I've gotten used to it and and sort of, you know, have been able to reflect and, you know, get used to what's been going on, but it was difficult. How did how did you cope? What helped you to kind of be okay with it now? It was my self-care practices. If I didn't do that, I mean, I really ramped up my yoga, my meditation, my running very physical, you know, obviously the yoga and the running was very physical releases for me. I needed to get my endorphins up. And, you know, I would tell, I would tell my husband and my helpers, my children, listen, I, this is, I need this hour. This is like a non-negotiable for me. Otherwise, you know, I, I was just, I could feel myself, you know, I know, I know myself, I'm, I'm lucky that I, you know, I'm, I, I feel like I know myself really well. So I can, you know, you, you know when those moods are coming on and what I know what I need to do in order to kind of offset some of these emotions or, or things that I'm feeling. So that that's what I was doing. But that's important, Amanda. I think the, the better you know yourself and the more kind of time you've spent understanding yourself will allow you to anticipate or at least to catch when something is starting to go awry, right? And then you can yeah. kind of ramp up as you said those practices that center you that ground you you know that bring you back to kind of some yeah. level of yeah. stability or security because that's what i do as well like i can tell when i'm starting to you know be affected by things around me and then i go back and get into like that meditative space yeah or you if know, i feel I like yeah i'm untethered <laughs> or i feel like it's loosening I'm like, okay I've got, I've really got to, um, I've really got to take this time for myself and I've got to, and I told, I told my husband, I said, listen, I need, you know, I'm not feeling good. This is what I need to do. And this is how I need you to support me. Can you, and you know, do you have the capacity to do that at this point? And, you know, having those conversations, I'm very lucky, honestly, to have a partner like David who, who is very understanding and, and does have that capacity to help and also has a different personality to mine where he was kind of, you know, really okay with what, with the lockdown and, and, you know, full trust in government, all of that. So yeah, I guess that's it worked where, out. That's where you can balance each other. And I, I think that's important too, is the communication and, and sometimes just telling the other person when you're feeling vulnerable, when you're feeling fragile and when you need that extra support. I know that a lot of women, feel like they need to handle everything and they need to do yeah. it on their own. So it's hard to ask for help because the minute you ask for help, it makes you weak and nobody likes to feel weak, you know, but yeah. I think 
in fact, it's empowering to ask for help. You know, that's how I live. I think it's empowering to ask for help. I'm not, I've never been shy about asking for help when I need it, you know, because my goodness, I, I don't, you know, yeah, I don't understand that why people would view view that as a weakness. I, you know, I, I want women to really, yeah, know that, you know, you can't be the super woman that they project, you know, in the media, or wherever you're looking at it, you know, the super mommy, super career woman, super, I, it's very difficult to maintain that. So, you know, you, everyone needs help. It's Even so those people that look like they have it all together, they're being helped a lot, I'm sure. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think anyone really has it completely together because even if they have it together for like five minutes, you know, something else is going to come. And that's just life, you know. Life is, is always going to be throwing us experiences because that's how we grow and that's how we learn. And that's just the truth, you know, which is why I think that when we cultivate, you know, self-care, self-love or well-being rituals, then we can go back to that. You know, I don't think anybody expected a COVID pandemic, you know, to, to take over the world. But the fact that you and, and other people that I know have these kind of practices to go back to, you will always be able to get through anything. And I think that's yes. really, really something that everyone can benefit from it. Everyone can learn from now yeah, I, I just want, sorry, I wanted to say that, you know, these, these are healthy practices that I want the people, women to, to discover if they haven't or find their own version of it, because, you know, it, it would have been easy for, if you know, for me to start, you know, drink a little too much or, you know, you're, you're stressed when you're stressed. I'm really thankful that I found these outlets to to turn to like yoga and meditation something that really uplifts and and sort of you know takes that burden away because i know a lot of people you know obviously they turn or they 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 turn to eating or whatever it may be you know if you have a uh, an outlet that also really helps you sort of physically i highly recommend it because endorphins are your friends <laughs> i'm all about sort of you know, multi-purposing everything and, you know, you're, you're working on not just your physical health, but your emotional health and well-being. And, you know, as, as mothers, we don't have a lot of time. So it is a great sort of trick and time saver. <laughs> you mentioned endorphins. So it really has a lot to do with hormones as well. Like staying balanced mm -hmm. has a lot to do with hormones. So I know that you practice plant-based. You said plant-based. Yes. And you yeah. turned vegetarian when you were 30. So tell me about your um, clean living, eating sort of practices. How does one start to venture into plant-based or how can you help our listeners to perhaps start working a little bit more of this clean living philosophy and eating green into their lifestyle? Yeah, I mean, it's, again, I'm going to say it again, like, you know, just do your research. I the reason so uh, the, the reason I went vegetarian was because I read a book and it wasn't you know I, I didn't read it intending to to sort of stop eating meat I just you know I, I got it I read it as I was reading these facts I was like oh my goodness I you know it's eating you know 
eating meat and and all of that is not it's not good for your body it's not good for the the planet you know there were so, there were so many reasons i was the whole gamut of 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 reasons why but yeah it it went back to all of that research so as i said in the beginning i didn't all of a sudden you know become this plant based yogi <laughs> you know meditating runner that has it you know all together at the end of no it this has taken me um a decade and i'm still a work in progress i'm still you know finding my way and finding things that are that that work for me it's about looking at it as is a long term experience expedition if you will you know if, i find that when people go i'm going to i'm going to go plant based tomorrow because you know i heard you know it's really good for you or you know i'm going to lose weight whatever it is you know you have to know that it's not going to last because you don't really know much about why you're doing it you just think oh you know i'll lose weight so that's why i want to do it that's not enough of a driving force for you to sort of pivot or you know transition into a lifestyle like this you really have to have the sort of the belief in it you know you have to really believe in what you're doing because it is quite a transformation and it it's not the easiest thing to do my husband only stopped eating meat 2 years ago and we've been together 13 years and i know a lot of people think oh you know they'll always say oh yeah well of course he went vegetarian you know vegetarian because of you and i say no i i didn't i did not force him i just would tell him you know i would try and educate him or tell him facts along the way but i always knew that it it could only come from him and only because he really believed in 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 what he you know what he wanted to do with that information and the lifestyle that he wanted you know and actually a lot of the time it was his friends and sort of you know these athletes that were more influential on him than i was <laughs> you know you you do have to let the other person decide at their own pace and i think that just doing what you believe in can influence other people without even needing to to say anything to them you know yeah, but it's the example you're you're leading and you know it goes back to my friends all made fun of me 10 years ago oh my god what are you you know what are you eating what's this quinoa and why are you you know like uh, how can you not eat meat anymore and one of my best friends said i feel bad for your children because you're depriving them of meat So my children have been vegetarian since birth and you know I had to really have a thick skin when it came to that. you know I I I knew they weren't coming from a place of you know malice but of course those things hurt me but I I decided not to take them on you know I'm like you know what they're not where I am they don't really understand and I can't blame them I'm just going to do my own thing keep going with my journey this is what really resonates with me and what's really speaking to me as a person and i'll just go on my way and now they're all you know on their own journeys and then they all said i'm really sorry that we gave you such a hard time and i said you know no worries it's it is as you said it's at your own pace but you have to take that first step in you know if i hadn't read that book i you know i don't think i would have gone vegetarian as as i said it's all about giving yourself the information knowledge is always power you know and sometimes it's stuff that you don't want to hear it's stuff you don't want to read about cuz i know a lot of people say i don't want to read that book because i don't want to stop eating meat so i always tell them well you're okay then you 
you're not there yet. You don't, you know, that's not your path right now because you already know that it's something you don't want to do. <laughs> right. They're close to it. They're not ready. So, okay. Yes. What is this book? Now I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> so the book I read, it's a very old book now. It's uh, called 101 Reasons Why I'm Vegetarian. But I love this book because it was, it's just literally a hundred facts about the planet and your health and sort of fishing practices, slaughterhouse practices, like hormones and food. It's just really, it's not trying to sway you like, you know, it's just mere facts. And, and I mean, the more I read, I was like, oh my God, I didn't know this. I didn't know that, you know, had I known this, now I know I can't, you know. I always say, yeah, I can't unknow things. <laughs> so once I know, I know. And so I think so that's what scares people. Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> because they don't want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I said I, I would have had a, a big steak or something if I had known, but I I didn't know. It just. But that that was my journey. What was the number one reason? What was the one thing that really pushed you over to the other side? It was it was health. Because my dad had, you know, my dad had a very long cancer journey. So he was really sort of a catalyst for, even before I started my wellness journey, I was hyper aware of health and I started doing executive checkups before I turned 30. I mean, I've, I've always been sort of aware and, you know, always wanting to be prepared. I guess that's my sort of credo, right? Yeah, so when I was reading all of this stuff and, and they do touch on cancer points with animal protein and things like that, it that's what really sort of pushed me into vegetarianism and now being plant-based. A lot of my students and clients, they say the same thing. And it's always something that happens in your own life that will maybe instigate that perhaps that need for for learning more finding out more or even you know making changes in our life for transformation there's some catalyst in our own life something that happens that pushes us to take that step it's almost like our life is guiding us and then it's our choice whether we want to you know flow with it or resist and struggle and then if you struggle then it becomes a little bit more difficult how would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. But um, how about like, do you find it easy to eat plant-based? Like, is it something that you have to work on or do you have the hang of it now? Because I know like when I, I eat vegetarian a lot, but I really have to put that effort into you know, finding new recipes. And, and I know you share a lot of them on your blog as well. So <laughs> tell me a little bit about that. You know, when I went vegetarian, it wasn't difficult for me at all, which was surprising because I, you know, I was raised on meat. My dad's English and, um, you know, meat and potatoes are, are, were our staple roasts on Sundays and stuff like that. Plant-based is a different story. I've swung back and forth on that because that was more difficult. But now it's it's in this sort of in this day and age, the 2020, it's 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 pretty easy. And I've become accustomed to, you know, I'll always Google the menu of a restaurant I'm going to so I can either eat ahead if there's nothing for me, or I know if, you know, I can ask for an item to be sort of veganized and I don't want the big thing is I don't want to be a hassle to, you know, in social situations <laughs> because I, I do get that a lot. Like, oh, we don't want to invite you because what would you eat? You know, <laughs> like don't, oh, I don't want to be that burden. It's it's better now. It's better now. But I mean, that you know, <laughs> that's what I would get. And you know, I I'm just like, don't worry about me. I'm I'm good. You know, and 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 these days restaurants are very accommodating. Thank goodness. You know, they didn't used to be. Uh, a lot of the chefs would be, you know, upset about having a vegan. But, you know, these days everyone is very accommodating. So it's not it's not that difficult if you're if you're committed. I think that's true. It's the commitment. Like if you really want to do it, you'll find a way. Yeah. But I've noticed that. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm committed because I believe. I believe it's better for my health and that's the driving force. Cause if I didn't, I'd just be like, Oh, you know, okay, fine. I'll just eat dairy. And, you know, and, and, and I've noticed the changes in my body. I feel better without dairy. So, yeah. That's what I was going to ask. How did you feel after going plant-based? How's it different from being vegetarian? And then, you know, going back to when you were eating meat, like what have you seen in terms of your physical and emotional health and how your body is reacted well physically i mean i don't want to be too graphic but when i was a meat eater i wouldn't go to the bathroom for three days you know i was just clogged up with meat and just i didn't know what a regular <laughs> what you were you know like i thought that was normal now that i'm plant-based and you know when i was vegetarian it got better and then now i'm i mean you know that's say I'm, it's more than it's two two times a day, <laughs> a day, I really, you know, feel like my body is working optimally. You know, I, all my systems are working together really well. I When I ditched dairy, when I went plant-based, um, I, I, you know, I lost a lot of my bloat every time I'd eat um, because I'm actually, I did one of those um, food sensitivities tests years ago when I was doing Project Mom. And it did say I was, I'm, I'm sensitive to gluten and dairy, which I think everyone is anyway, to, yeah, to, certain, to a certain extent. Yeah, I did. Varying degrees. Yeah. I um, and as you get older, 
it also your sensitivity will increase. So, <laughs> so true. But you know, the funny thing is, I now the, so that sort of eating lifestyle that I've uh, adapted has also affected the way I feel about beings in general, animals, and 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 any living thing. I can't even kill a cockroach anymore because you know. <laughs> Which is funny. I mean, I still think they're disgusting, <laughs> but it it it's had such an impact on me that I don't want to take a life, you know. So that was a very sort of powerful thing to realize as my journey has progressed. You know, like wow, I can't. You know, I I don't even want to. You know, yeah, all life has meaning to me now as opposed to when I you know I it, it's made me more mindful and cognizant and sort of so all sentient kind of beings if that makes sense but <laughs> it's actually very inspiring so how about uh being environmentally conscious I know that that's something very important to you too so what kind of practices do you do you know to care for the environment and to be more conscious yeah. and sustainable so I'm glad you asked this question because <laughs> having a lot of kids is not actually environmentally friendly. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm contributing to sort of the, the population. And so I try to, I really do make a concerted effort to mitigate our carbon footprint, which is quite huge. I'm also a very avid traveler. I love seeing the world. I, you know, I get so much out of travel experiences and sort of, you know, interacting with different cultures and people, but that has a massive carbon footprint. So, you know, I do, so being plant-based and vegetarian, my kids are vegetarian and my husband, that already has reduced our, you know, that, that already makes us a lot more green than most households because, you know, we're not eating meat. We do the things like recycling, you know, I will bike and walk if I can to the grocery store. I reuse everything. All my kids are like, you know, hand-me-downs. I cloth diaper 80% of the time. I do, last year I discovered carbon offsetting programs because, you know, my main concern really is sort of my, my big carbon footprint is travel. And so I, I discovered these these companies that offset your your travel uh, sort of carbon emissions by planting trees or you know whatever it is what they do. So I've been contributing a lot to those those kind of companies. And also, I discovered another company that was doing plastic kind of like your plastic consumption relative to you know equal amounts. You know they'll get out of the ocean. All all of this kind of stuff. I'm constantly looking for ways to to really try to minimize an, uh, our our big footprint because we are such a a, a big household. What but I love having so, so many kids. <laughs> what motivates you to be responsible for this? I mean, very few people actually think about these things. So, what is it that that drives you? Well, my children are my are. are you know, my whole driving force for this, because I, I just think, what kind of planet are they going to live in? I, I feel 
so terrible and so responsible our generation you know has destroyed this planet and i just have this fear that our kids are going to be living in bubbles and they won't you know they won't be able to swim in the ocean and all of this you know i i used to dive a lot and you know we go to the beach we you know we're 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 beach beach bums and you know just seeing the amount of plastic in the ocean and i mean it's just horrific what we as a as a species are doing to our planet so my my driving force is definitely my children i want them to be able to enjoy what you know the kind of life that we've been able to enjoy and i just I think we've passed the tipping point, but, you know, I'll try and as much as I can do what little I can. I mean, the most that I can, even though it may seem little to other people, everything counts. This is what I tell people, you know, every little bit that you can do counts. You know, if you can recycle or if you can do a little, you know, not eat meat one day out of the week, it all counts. Because imagine how many people we are in the world. If everyone said it won't matter because I'm, you know, I'm just one person, then nothing would ever get done. But so what that's what say, I'd like to instill. What would you say to, you know, all those women out there? Because I know that this is something that I hear that, you know, there's there's not enough time in the day to be, and a lot of women, let's say they're working, so they got to work, they got to take care of their children, they got to take care of the house. And then to think about all these other things is just adding to, you know, all the things that they already have to do, you know, all the responsibility they take. So what what can you tell women out there to help them still be able to do something, even if it's not, you know, some major step, but what can they do? What are the little things? Okay, well, the little things are, you know, like reduce your plastic sort of consumption, you know, go to the wet markets instead of like going to a grocery where they're packaging everything in, you know, in plastic try and get away from processed food because that is better for you anyway but you know everything is plastic like all of the you know packaging all this packaging if you just if you can just be mindful about the amount of sort of plastic packaging in your house that you use if you can be mindful of that and and you'll be able to lessen it just by thinking of little things that you can do by going you know going to wet markets or you know making your own snacks for your kids or, you know, like not taking that plastic bag, bringing your reusable bags. I mean, these are all things that will, that will make a difference if everyone did it, you know, not using your car on one certain day, like, you know, taking public transportation. I know it's difficult in in the Philippines, but there are ways about it for sure. You know, little thing, just, I think if, if you can just think about something that your family can do that is relatively easy for you, but you can sort of think about how you can contribute to reducing your carbon footprint for your family, it'll go a long way. For example, everyone doesn't, everyone can do a meat-free day. That's not a difficult thing for, do you know what I mean? Like it's not a difficult thing for someone to, to do. They, you know, I get and that, that will automatically. I get it because, you know, I do the I do the thing of you know taking my own bags for groceries and I try not to get the plastics from wherever I go. Like if I can bring my own bag and I bring a backpack sometimes and I'll if I buy something I'll just put it in my bag and tell them I don't need your paper bag or your plastic, you know. And I do that, but I never thought of until you mentioned it all the plastic in my house which packages my food. You know, like the pasta yeah. comes with plastic, right? Like 
the kids' snacks yeah. come in. So, yeah, for things like that, I, I shop at bulk stores so that I don't, you know, I'm using my own containers and, and things. I use beeswax wraps. I don't buy cling film anymore. I try not to buy Ziploc bags, you know. It's just these little things. It's, it's these little things that you can sort of substitute something else that will work that is better for the environment. Yeah. You know. I, I stopped cans in my house because I, I think that yes. aluminum is just really not, not good for our food. And then even yeah. in my house, there are a lot of things I substituted. But I, I think we can all just do a little bit more. And I love that you said, do what you can do. Like that small thing that is easy for your family to do. Because, you know, when we try to take on big things, we're going to struggle and we're not going to sustain it. Well, it, once you get overwhelmed, you just, I mean, if you're anything like me, I just, and then I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I'm yeah, just going to turn my attention elsewhere. Yeah, it's too much, down. you know, or, or uh, whatever I'm doing is not going to make a difference. I, that kind of attitude is what's really impacting and hurting the world, <laughs> you know, in all sort of facets of, of uh, our sort of state of the world. But um, I just want, I know it's, it's like eating organic. They're like, well, it's too expensive. But then, you know, you sort of, I'm always like, can you put a price tag on the health of your children? You know, if, if you find it expensive, maybe something else in your life has to give. It depends on what your priorities are. You know, I mean, I think everything is, achievable it's just what you're willing to prioritize and what you're comfortable with and what you can you know emotionally physically mentally I mean you know again I don't want women listening to this going oh my goodness you know I feel guilty because this or this or this you know um I want to say just be kind to yourself when it comes down to it. There's a lot of information in this podcast right now. Yeah. And I just want to say, as I keep, I want to emphasize, I did not that wake up one day and, you know, do all these things. No, it's been a very long journey and um, which is still ongoing. Do what you can. That's the message. Like do what you yes, can. Yes, do what you can. But, but don't not do anything. So do what you can. What <laughs> do you something. Can do it. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, eating organic, Amanda. I really believe in it too. And what I notice is, yeah, you know, it's definitely going to take your expenses a little bit higher initially. But what I noticed is because I knew it's organic, I was less wasteful about mm -hmm. it. You know? So it's not, I'm, I'm very careful now to not cook in excess because I don't like keeping food and I don't like wasting And so I became a little bit more purposeful and mindful of how I'm cooking mm -hmm. and how, you know, I'm, I'm using these different ingredients. And I think it makes you more responsible. So even though, yeah, you might be spending a little bit more, but you're less wasteful. So it kind of balances out. Yeah, You, so you I, might actually be saving at the end of the day. 
<laughs> you never know. <laughs> no, I think so. I actually, if I probably went back and did the numbers, I'd, I'd say that I was probably better off today and were healthier. So I, I definitely agree with you on that. So as much as I don't want this show, this episode to end, <laughs> we are getting to the end of it. I have a few more quick questions for you. I want to know anything that you that comes to mind with respect to your beauty or self-care routine that you want to share with our guests. Anything that you think would be really helpful? I mean, everything you've said in this podcast is something very helpful, very valuable, and I'm sure you have plenty more to give. But as they say, you know, all good things must come to <laughs> a hold. Let's not say end, but until the next yes. So, so tell me a few more things if you have anything you'd like to share on that. I just want to say when it comes to my beauty routine, I'm just really mindful about what I put on my skin, what's in the products I'm using, because it's all being absorbed. So I eat healthy, but if I'm putting sort of all these chemicals, you know, these products with chemicals on, onto my skin, then it's it's defeating the purpose of me, you know, doing that. I, I want to, you know, you be as chemical free as natural as possible in terms of all, all aspects of my life. So I'm very sort of, again, I research what's in the products that I use for my face, my body, my cleaning products, I'm, I'm very aware and and try to make sure that um, there are no toxic sort of chemicals that that are being used to clean my house or clean my children. I've gotten into essential oils to a certain extent. I'm not like a crazy olibulario, ol whatever they call them. <laughs> my best friend is, so I always turn to her. But I don't use a lot of medication. I try to, you know, again, be as natural as I can. I, it's all about this. It comes down to just your body is your temple and I try to keep it as clean as I can. And we're in this day and age, there's, you know, I don't know what they're putting in products. It's very scary. And I don't want them, you know, in me or in my children. So again, I'm going to say, just do your research about what you're putting on your skin. You know, I'm not saying like I'm a hundred percent natural, like some things have to give, you know, if the efficacy isn't there, like, for example, my hair gel. I have not found a natural hair gel that I like that really works. So, you know, some things I'm like, I, you know, you have to give on. If anyone does know a natural hair gel that, is, that really works, let me know. You know, and this is what I want to say. I'm not perfect. No one is perfect, you know, and I'm always learning and always wanting to know, you know, no, no more. And, and if anyone has any tips to share, I'm, I'm, I'm always welcoming of that because so i love i love learning new stuff i love i love it when people you know share new things with me and 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 that really sort of you know open up your eyes and change your life you know yeah i agree i mean that's what this whole episode was actually about we've learned a lot <laughs> from each other and i'm sure yeah. our listeners too so thank you for sharing all of that what would be Amanda, your project loving myself mantra. I heard your philosophy earlier, and I, I think that's that was pretty powerful. You know, your body is your temple. So everything is everything you do is really coming back to that one philosophy that I want to keep my body as clean as 
you know, chemical free, healthy, you know, you're putting nutritious food into it, you're taking care of your body physically, emotionally. So I hear that philosophy, and it's kind of run through everything we've talked about. Um, how about yeah. self love? What would you say is sort of that mantra that you practice or you follow that you could share with other people? It's I try to like live through the the pillar of being kind and and living with grace, but I don't always achieve that. So I'm always aspiring to that. And a lot of my self-care practices, the, the ones for my emotional and mental well-being are geared towards that. You know, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, like exercising those muscles, if you will, and really trying to get to that place where I can practice that throughout life with, you know, ease all the time you know because it, it, it's it's difficult you know i'm i'm not as i said no one is perfect i'm definitely not perfect you know and there are things in my personality that i try to work on constantly that i know need work so yeah i i i'd like to say i'm a work in progress aren't we all and you know the learning never stops you know and it's part of the the growing process the growth process has been you know, really for mine has been really inspirational to me because it's, you know, I, I'm being, I've pushed beyond sort of certain boundaries and limitations I thought I had. And, you know, there's, there's still more there. So I'm, you know, constantly seeking that. So what I, I, hearing, I answered your question. No, you did. What, I, what I'm hearing from you, Amanda, is essentially it's about what you believe in and trying to meet that that you believe in, like if you believe in, you know, being the best version, then you're going to do everything you can to constantly yeah. there. You know, if you believe in clean eating, then you're always going to do your best. And you're going to be kind to yourself when you aren't perfect, when you don't meet, you know, those goals along the way, but you're going to keep working towards it. So I yes. think it's really about being clear about what's important to you and following that path that's going to naturally take you from there. And I think also this message, which also has been pretty loud and clear, I think, from our conversation is it's about understanding that you are constantly learning and growing and we're all in that together, right? We're all moving forward in our own ways at our own pace. But the point is that we're moving. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for articulating that so clearly and concisely because I was like going around in circles, but that is perfection. That's exactly what I was thinking, but couldn't really get it out. No, that's what I heard you say. So I just <laughs> what you said and I Love you know it. put it in words. That's what I heard you say. So thank <laughs> you for that wonderful, really amazing conversation that we've had all the messages you've left us with the tips the ideas they have been really really wonderful i'm so glad that you were able to make it and that we had this opportunity to chat and i look forward to you know hearing a lot more from you through glamour mamas through your advocacies and i really wish you well because it's really individuals like you amanda that that are going to uplift everyone else so I really recognize you for that and, and thank you for that. Thank you so much, Sanaya. This has been amazing. I mean, it's really been a soul enriching experience for me to be able to talk to you and, you know, a, a, a like minded 
soul who, you know, you, I need to come to you for some coaching and healing. <laughs> so thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. So that was another really inspiring episode. I know that I got so many things that I'm going to do in my own life. Definitely going to work a little bit on the packaging in my house. I want to perhaps teach my children to go a little bit more vegetarian or plant-based. I also um, feel so much better after talking to Amanda about, you know, parenting and how we're going to handle our children as they grow older and how to discipline them. So I think there was really a lot that every one of us can can get from this particular episode. There were, there were a lot of different ideas that really gave me food for thought. I think that's the best part of this podcast is we get to learn from all these different people who are doing things in a better way. Perhaps not, you know, not everything will appeal to us, but I'm sure you can take one or two or maybe more things that you might want to maybe use in your own life. Because, you know, small changes can make big differences in our lives. And I think that's something that I really got from Amanda. On that note, we are at the end of this episode, but I have plenty more coming your way. If you enjoyed this podcast, please comment and share at Project Loving Myself Podcast on Instagram and at Project Loving Myself on Facebook. You can also follow me directly at Sanaya Gurnamal, that's S-A-N-A-I-Y-A-H-G-U-R-N-A-M-A-L on all social media channels for more inspiration and insights, which I love to share through my IGTV videos and through my posts. I do share a lot of different healing and well-being ideas that you may want to use in your own life. Before we go, our Project Loving Myself thought for the week. Always go with the choice that scares you the most because that's the one that is going to help you grow. Goodbye, everyone. You are loved.